0: Caroline Dowd-Higgins, thank you for listening to Your Working Life, my podcast series featuring thought leaders in the career and personal growth arena. You spend a significant portion of your life at work, so I'm on a mission to provide you with tools, inspiration, and resources so you can enjoy your career and love your life. And I'm delighted to welcome my very special guest to the show today, Bob LaBombard. Bob, welcome. I'm delighted to have you on the show.
1: Oh, thanks so much, Caroline. I'm very happy to be here.
0: I am, too, because you are going to be talking about the class of 2015, but I want to tell our audience a little bit about you, and then we're going to launch into a juicy conversation. You are the CEO of GradStaff, an outsourced college recruiting firm based in Minneapolis, Minnesota, with offices in 10 U.S. cities grad staff serves as a career matchmaker, helping companies find the ideal fit for open entry level positions, while also helping recent college grads discover how those transferable skills and abilities translate into the workforce the company exclusively fills entry-level positions a unique specialty based on years of working with hiring managers and recent graduates and as you know the class of 2015 has been unleashed so they i bet are eager to hear more about you how did you get started with grad staff bob tell me that story
1: yeah, yeah. My partner, actually, David Warehouser, started the business back in nineteen ninety eight, and and he and I are connected uh, based on uh, David, my partner, being a silent investor in my prior company. And after I sold that company in the late nineties, uh, I you know he and I communicated, and I learned a lot about the grad staff concept and. And uh, it really appealed to me. And at, the, at that time, he did buy out his partner because they, have, they had a difference of opinion on how to take the company forward. And so I bought in in 2002 and have been leading the organization since that time.
0: And, you know, I think it's such a wonderful niche because obviously recruiters and search organizations have been around for a good long time, but, but very few. Thankfully, your company, Gradstaff, focuses on the entry-level professional.
1: Yeah, it took us a while to get there, but we started doing research in the uh, about ten years ago about why you know clients use us, and it's it's actually a funny story because as we talked to our clients and asked them why, in fact, they did use us, we heard a fairly common refrain, and that was we use you guys because you make uh, college recruiting very easy because it's really a pain in the blank for us. Uh
0: huh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: And uh, and especially for small and medium employers who don't hire a lot at the entry level, uh, we provide, we've built one uh, integrated college recruiting program on behalf of all of our clients. So we just make it very easy to get access to this college grad community.
0: That's great. And and as we know, the millennial population is going to be 50% of the workforce in 2020, which is right around the corner. So this entry level um, population is really our future leaders.
1: Oh, absolutely. And we've been predicting this for quite some time. Unfortunately, the economy has been so soft, we really haven't noticed the impact here until just really the last year. And actually, almost as we speak, the millennials have passed the boomers in terms of being the largest component of the workforce.
0: It's a different world. So let's, let's drill down, Bob. So what can these new 2015 grads expect as they begin looking for jobs after graduation?
1: Yeah, I think the market has obviously improved over the years. You know, 2009 was, you know, the nadir of the market, and it's gradually gotten better every year. Uh, and with the unemployment rate now at 5.4%, you know, I think it it bodes well for new grads coming into the market. However, having having said that, though, you know, it's still not easy, and I think the entry-level job search is probably the toughest job search that many of us will encounter. And I, and I think the... Yeah, you know, one of the things about that 5.4 percent unemployment rate is the fact that it's, I think it's uh, somewhat deceptive because a lot of people who have jobs are underemployed, and that definitely applies to a lot of new grads over the past, you know, a year or two. So I think the question for 2015 grads is not whether I'll have a job. But will I be able to find a professional job taking advantage of my skills and my education?
0: Right. And it's tough, especially for those who have earned advanced degrees, you know, whether it's an MBA or a law degree or any one of the professional degrees or or a master's or or, or Ph.D., they are m- most often very much in debt.
1: Right. Yeah. The, the decision to go to graduate school is a much more difficult one than, than it was certainly 10 years ago and And I think that a lot of the professional markets in law uh business uh and you know, psychology I think there's an oversupply of people with with uh, graduate degrees which makes it hard for the economy to to absorb everybody into the marketplace
0: right we i uh, was a director of our career development office at our law school at Indiana University for seven years, so I absolutely understand the supply and demand of lawyers in this economy, and we're still a bit oversaturated.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, it's an unfortunate uh, characteristic of the market, but you know, if you're an undergrad or or you know, have graduated and considering law school, it's something you definitely have to consider in terms of making that investment.
0: Right. So, Bob, let's talk about some of the obstacles that these new graduates are facing as they begin their job search.
1: Yeah, we, uh, you know, as part of our business, we, we interview new grads in terms of placing them with our client companies. But we survey all the graduates that, that do interview with us, and we we found some really interesting things. And and first of all, uh, based on our research, we know that only about 20 percent of new grads are actively engage in their job search during their senior year uh, and in terms of a statistic that says only 20 percent of them are actually using career services actively in their job search and, su- and surprisingly 42 percent the people applying whether say that they visited career services rarely or never and so what this indicates is that a lot of grads are pushing off their job search until after they graduate and uh, so that, that's one key factor. Another key statistic is that uh 70% of the candidates that interview with us say that they don't know where their education and skills can be applied in the workforce which basically means they don't know what jobs are a fit for them and so as they as they you know look at job postings and so forth they just don't know you know what jobs there are you know a good fit for their skill sets and and finally I think the other key thing is that um uh you know, here just in the last three months, over 90% of the new jobs created have been created by employers of 500 employees or less. And uh, in fact, in May it was 93% and, and in April is was 98%. And that small and medium employer market, they offer great opportunities, but I can definitely say that the, most new grads know, know absolutely nothing about that market.
0: You know, it's fascinating. I'm not shocked at all to hear you talk about the aversion to career services and having lived in that world as a professional, you know, in the career coach seat for for undergrads and, and graduate students. It's true. It's rampant university wide or should say nationally, not just, uh, you know, school by school. Do you think that's something that we can change And and will that make the candidates more empowered when they get to you?
1: Yeah, I think you know there's a couple of different things here, and I think that the uh, my baby boomer generation, um, you know, has uh, you know been accused of being helicopter parents, and and I think the basic point is that I think most baby boomers have developed a close relationship with their children over the years, much closer than perhaps than perhaps past generations. But I think there's a very close relationship there, and I think one of the reasons why candidates are pushing off job search until after graduation is because. The desire to do maybe some family travel after they graduate, or just spend some time with the family before they get serious about their job search, and their parents are are enabling that basically. So, so that's one key factor. But I think the more important point I think I'd like to make here is that I think that colleges need to be more aggressive at pushing uh, information and job search tools out to the candidates, and I really think they need to make this. Uh, a, a mandatory part of the curriculum uh, if not in coursework you know certainly in some kind of online training as they go through the years because they're not getting the information primarily because they're not seeking it but they're but they're just, they need to have this information to be successful
0: I agree it's an option in so many academic units right and I think that's dangerous I think students are are overwhelmed sometimes and and career services just doesn't seem like they uh, you know they want, take that dose of reality, they want to put it off as long as possible.
1: Right. That's, that's absolutely true. Now, and another point I'd like to make is that Career Services does some wonderful work out there. And I, But I think that if you look at their missions, um, you know, across the colleges and universities across the country, I think it tends to be focused very much on career counseling yeah. and, and identifying, you know, skills and so forth. All that, that's important but i think the the aspect that they're missing is becoming really what we do and that's a market maker and and i think that as i look at career services but, you know, they really don't know much about where the jobs are being created in the economy, mm-hmm. and they need to do a better job of connecting students with those types of employers.
0: I agree. It's, it's very um, uh, surface-oriented. You know, you scratch the surface, you get the resume ready, you hope you prep them for a general interview, but they just don't have the breadth and depth and, and frankly, the bandwidth to be able to do what you're doing. Right. Exactly. So, so, Bob, let's talk a little bit about, um, you know, an academic discipline or a major and how important that is in finding a job. You know, I'm imagining the new grad who just got back from the graduation festivities and is sitting in mom's living room saying, "Okay, what do I do with a psychology major right now?
1: Right. Yeah, we you know, we're. I'm a liberal arts uh, major. I went to Williams College in, in Massachusetts. I'm a chemistry ma- major, but never set foot in a laboratory. And I'm a really good example of of the importance of identifying your transferable skills. And so I'm a, a person that I think communicates well and very, very competitive. I like sports. And so business was a per- perfect fit for me. And uh, but, I, but I think that uh, so major is not really all that important is, is the key point. Uh, because you you don't go to, to college necessarily to get a job alone. I mean, it's an important part of it. But you also go to college to to de- develop interests in terms of music or theater or other courses of study. And you also go there just to gain knowledge, to be a good citizen, to be a contributor to society. And so, you know, given that, you know, we encourage people to uh, major in whatever area that they have an interest in, but the most important thing during college is to really hone those transferable skills that do have value in the workforce. And those are things like communication skills, uh, time management, critical thinking, problem solving and so forth. And so you need to take a rigorous course load that will help you develop those skills because those are the things that are employers are really, really uh, interested in.
0: Well, you're speaking my language. I'm smiling ear to ear. I agree 100%. So, Bob, help me understand the, the business model that you have with grad staff. How, how soon do you work with the students? Do they have to have minted their degree proper? You know, what's the point of entry with you? Or is your audience really just the employers? Help me understand that process. Yeah, so we,
1: we act as the intermediary between the new grad and the employer. And we do truly function as a matchmaker. What drives our business is the employer uh, engaging us to find the grads that they want to hire at the entry level. And so and we specifically focus on those small and medium employers from about 50 employees to about 2,000 employees. So they're big enough to hire multiple positions, but they're not so big where, where they can justify developing their own college recruiting program. And, and we've developed, again, one comprehensive college recruiting network encompassing more than 900 colleges to service those hiring companies. And so, but at the same time, we're also doing recruiting uh, from our 900 college uh, relationships as well as a lot of online recruiting to get resume flow from primarily graduating seniors.
0: Okay.
1: And uh, as we get those resumes in, we screen them, and uh, ultimately ends up in us doing an interview with a candidate where we help them identify their transferable skills and, and do a career exploration to look at things in their past that might predict what they'd be good at in the future. And then we become very truly a matchmaker for the positions we have open with our client companies. We find the appropriate candidates with the right transferable skills and the right interests to fit that position.
0: So does Jane Doe, the new 2005 2015 graduate listening, contact you directly, or does she go through her school or her mom that's listening who is excited about your service? You know, how, how does the candidate get to you, or do yeah, you so, have to seek them out?
1: Right. So there's a lot of different ways, and we – you know we encourage candidates to, uh, to you know <laughs> get in contact with us in the most convenient way possible. But, but typically we, we get we, we do get referrals from colleges. We do get referrals from parents. Uh, friends of uh, people we've placed will refer people to us. And so the key thing is to uh, either apply to a posting on a, on a college website or on indeed or career builder or whatever, simply hired. Or you can just go to our website, and we have all of our positions posted there as well. So there's a, a variety of um, means to get get to us, and our website is uh, uh, gradstaff.com.
0: So nice and simple, gradstaff.com. So the yeah. individual does have an entry point; they they don't necessarily have to have that school affiliation. Although with nine hundred, it sounds like you've got good coverage,
1: right? Yeah. So so yeah, it's you know, and our basic message is that because we. And you know, we, we don't place everybody that applies with us, and we're very upfront about that. However, when a candidate applies with us and they, they go through our interviewing process, you know, they're going to uh, uh, learn a lot about what it takes to be successful in a job search. So regardless of whether we find them a job or not, they're going to have benefited from the interaction with us so they they can go out and, and do their own job search. And typically within 60 days, a candidate will either get a job through us or on their own.
0: That's great. That's a great return. So let's talk about fit, because I know so many enthusiastic young professionals also have that air of desperation where I need the job now, and they don't always go for the for the best fit. So can you talk to that a bit?
1: Yeah, that's, that's a very important point, because we, we know that when a new grad finds a job on their own, 70% of them will leave that job within two years, and, and most of those will probably have left in the first year, if not six months. And, and the reason for that is, you know, because they feel the pressure to pay back student loans and get the income coming in, they'll take oftentimes the first thing that's offered. And, uh, and we certainly understand that dynamic. And what we're trying to do is help them, uh, you know, get employed quickly, but hopefully with a position that, that better matches their, their skill sets. And so... Um, So in terms of, you know, this process, I mean, what's really key here is working with the new grad to identify these transferable skills. And so what we do is implement an interviewing technique, which is called the behavioral based interview, where we ask them a number of open-ended questions to have them demonstrate real life examples where they've had to apply critical thinking skills or time management or leadership, uh, effective communication and so forth. And through those answers, and there's about 15 different skill areas that we look at, we we rate those answers versus the other people we've interviewed, and ultimately, with most candidates, they'll have three or four things that really set them apart, and we'll tell the candidate that, and 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 so they they know, you know, from our perspective, what they bring to the table in terms of value, and then and then we advise the candidate. To look as they look at job descriptions to find those positions to take advantage of those skills that they have that are valuable and and that they're good at and those are the types of positions that they should be focusing on and applying for.
0: So it sounds like there's a lot of individual and customized coaching that happens with each each client.
1: Yeah, absolutely, no 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 question about it. Each person's you you know definitely unique and. And, you know, and, and the other thing we do, too, is educate them into the wide variety of positions that are out there. And, um, you, know, you know, I can go on all day about this, but, you know, we, we do a lot of business in the insurance industry. And, and most people roll their eyes when they hear about insurance. But it's a really fascinating industry. And and it's really sophisticated, sophisticated because when you. When you, especially when you look at the commercial insurance market, when you're helping companies deal with the various risks they have to deal with, from workers' compensation to property damage to uh in, environmental liability to employment practice, you know, in practices, liability, and so forth, you know, managing risk is a, a a very difficult thing, very sophisticated. There are great career opportunities there. And so that's some of the matching we do. And most candidates that come in and interview with us, you know, don't even know they exist.
0: Right. They would have had no idea. Yeah.
1: Exactly. And there are similar stories in financial services, logistics, healthcare. We do right. a ton of work right. in healthcare, so it's a whole bunch of industries where there's great jobs. But again, most new grads coming out of college don't have that perspective to know what opportunities are out there.
0: Well, you know, perception is everything, and I think often the young candidates are are naive about the opportunities, so you're really debunking the myths. Uh, I know how robust the opportunities are in the insurance industry, for example, so how exciting to introduce them to ways to match their skills and strengths with these roles.
1: Yeah, and it's so fun to get a, a, a card or an email back from a candidate saying, I wouldn't have thought of this job yeah. in a million years, but it's a perfect fit. That's you know, great. Thank you so much. So that's that's really got to be
0: gratifying. I'm sure you get cards from the parents, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. That's fantastic. So, Bob, let's wrap up and tell us again how we can reach out, right? I know you've got some great social media platforms linked to your website, but it sounds like the best way is directly to grad staff. Dot com. Is that right? Yeah, we
1: yeah we have a very robust re- uh, website recently uh, redesigned, and so there's really again two two parts of it. One dedicated to the job seeker, the new grad, and we walk the candidates through our program and and you know give a lot some of the advice that we've given today, and then and then we also have a component for the hiring company and highlighting the the benefits we we provide to them. And so, yeah, gradstaff, fcom is a good place to go. And then all of our social media stuff will be on there as well.
0: Fantastic. Well, Bob, what a joy to have you on. Perfect timing, ready for the newly minted grads of the class of 2015. And I'm delighted to get to know you. I know I will be sending people your way and employers as well, so they can tap your wonderful, wonderful resources. So thank you so much for sharing your time and expertise.
1: Oh, thank you so much, Carolyn. I really appreciate it.
0: Be well, and I hope our paths cross again soon.
1: Yep, thanks so much.
0: Thanks, Bob. And I want to thank our listeners for tuning into Your Working Life, where my goal is to help you design your career destiny so it doesn't happen by default. True career and life satisfaction is possible, and it's time to embrace what you love doing so you can do more of it. I'm Caroline Dowd-Higgins. Take good care.